The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 14.20 in the morning for this 27th day of November 2023. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other great podcasts, such as the Corner Booth Podcast, Rise the Occasion, and No Credentials Required all over there on bellyupsports.com and thank you from all of us here at 1420 in the morning for making this part of your day each and every day whether it be in the podcast form or on youtube or checking out our uh, our website the 1420sportsbar.com thank you very much uh, for taking it all in i know i i said yesterday during the uh the surprise sunday brunch edition of the uh, 1420 in the morning that i'd be doing these at uh 7 30 mountain standard time check your local listings uh on a daily basis and i blew it the very first day but some extenuating circumstances uh family came to town uh deanne's uh the deanne the, the, as you guys know that's my uh, blushing bride per se uh her family came to town through the uh they went to a show last night so the uh the uh the, the routine kind of got bumped on the very first day a little bit but that's not a big deal we'll get this uh straightened out starting tomorrow but anyways uh last over the weekend friday got to watch toronto maple Leafs for the first time in quite some time and then on saturday night as well uh with the pittsburgh penguins they had two games and as you know the leafs went over to sweden so they had some time off prior to and then when they're in sweden playing those games i couldn't watch those games so they were blacked out in our uh, in our viewing area and then so they had a week off before they played another game before they went over before they came back to Europe. And they played the uh, lowly Chicago Blackhawks. They ended up losing that game in overtime. Uh, Willie Nylander had some chance to score. Uh, the triple poster, I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, post crossbar post to not go in in, uh, in overtime. But then the, uh, the Hawks came down and scored. Uh, a disappointing effort then on Saturday night. Uh, not a bad effort, but they blew a couple of leads in that hockey game, a game that they probably should have won against Pit, uh, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Crosby's flying. He's having himself a, a hell of a season so far. I think it's the quickest, quickest he's been to the 13-goal mark in his uh, in his illustrious NHL career. So it's good to see Crosby still flying and everything else. When me and Dave are going to talk about Crosby and Ovechkin and, and Ovechkin's comments earlier on in the weekend, about uh, earlier on last week when he said stuff about uh, getting pushed pushed out from the, the media and everything else. But anyway, back to the Leafs. The Leafs are rearing their ugly head and what they are is, is just who they are. Now that we're past American Thanksgiving and they're in a playoff spot barely right now as it stands, 20 games in. So we're at the quarter pole uh, of the, the, the National Hockey League season. So we're not going to talk about the American Thanksgiving. Now it's a stretch to uh, to get seeding in the playoffs and make the playoffs. And by by no means are the Leafs a, 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 a lock to be in the playoffs. I, I think that they will get in the playoffs. But I, I also don't think that they, uh, they have, have solved any problems that they've had in the past by getting past the first round and everything else. Yeah, they have a, a tougher team, as we talked about in the past, with with uh, get, getting Felino and Reeves. Reeves scored his first goal. He probably shouldn't still be in the lineup. He was a healthy scratch over in Europe, and he was a healthy scratch against Pittsburgh. Somehow he got in the lineup against uh, against the Blackhawks. I guess when you're playing a bad team, you want to have a your uh, get some guys some some ice time and see what they can do, and that's what happened. Same with the goaltender there, man. Yes, that's a that's a wreck that got happening there with Samsonov, but uh, Samsonov, sorry. 
story. But uh, you, you look at that Leafs team, and I, I still think that they have a problem. They they still play down to every all their competitions level, and I think that's the biggest problem that the Leafs have right now. People are pointing their finger at Mitch Marner not producing five on five, and yes, that's a problem that we'll get to in half a second. But the problem that the Leafs have right now is that they play great against really good teams, and they play mediocre against really bad teams, and that's something that happened twice now with the Chicago Blackhawks. And those are points that you gotta that you gotta get uh, outright. You gotta get four points now. They they're done with the Hawks. I guess the Hawks are their their uh, their Huckleberry. I guess if you want to say. And you have a situation now where the Leafs needed to win a bunch of hockey games. They got a pretty tough schedule at home coming up, starting with the Florida Panthers. I think on Wednesday night. And the Leafs are playing down to their competition. That's a bad thing because you kind of get in a bit of a rut and you don't get those guaranteed points that you that you mark down once the season starts and you you mark down, okay, we got to get to 95, 96 point plateau and we're going to have, like, the teams do this. They do actually mark down guaranteed win nights and games that, you know what, maybe we won't win if they, and if we do win, it's a, it's a bonus on the schedule. And so when you have a couple of games lost like they did to the Chicago Blackhawks, not not getting to the four points, it's a, it's a major problem. And the Leafs are, sit, sit with a record of 10, 6, and 3 right now and with only five wins in regulation that uh, that that 10 six and three could look a lot worse the way it goes they didn't get a few overtime wins like the, the ones they got over in europe uh, it would be a, a much different feeling around leafs nation right now which and, and a feeling that's it's a uh, full of doomsdayers it always has been always will be until they can hoist uh lord lord stanley's cup down uh bluer street or wherever the, the parade might take them to uh if it ever does happen but leafs nation is not in a uh in a very positive mood right now at all and it starts with Marner and it starts with Matthew you're two big guns and I understand that Marner hasn't scored in seven so there is some cause for concern and his five on five play is pretty uh, pretty lackluster at best to say the least the the thing about Marner that I noticed in the two games especially the game on uh, against the Blackhawks on Friday he had a couple of uh, giveaways at his own blue line and the body language of uh, the roll of the eyes and threw the head back and the, the shrug of the shoulders like oh Christ not again and you wonder if it was anybody but Mitch Marner uh, would they even see playing time you remember Marner got benched last year I think it was uh it was in LA and he was only benched for maybe a, a shift shift and a half and he's out back on the ice and you wonder if it anybody else but Marner who created that turnover at, the, at his own blue line like if it was a, it was a Max Domi if he would have the uh the the the, the seat on the bench uh, uh technique going on with him but but I, you can't bench your best players I mean some teams are doing it but those, those teams aren't Stanley Cup pretenders like or contenders uh look see like worded that one in there but you look at these teams that are benching their 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 main guys they aren't looking to win stanley cups they aren't looking to win playoff rounds they're just trying to to get a culture built and that's the biggest thing that's happening that happened with the calgary the calgary flames earlier on and the columbus blue jackets but you have a, a situation right now where the toronto maple leafs aren't in a spot where they scare anybody in the playoffs and this team yeah they're built for the playoffs and they went and got they went and got uh Foligno or not Foligno they went and got Bertuzzi and they went and got Reeves and they went and got Domi to help out in the playoffs but the thing is to succeed in the playoffs your, your big guys have to be your your main production I'm not worried about Matthew scoring I am worried about Tavares scoring in the playoffs I, I'm not worried about uh Nylander scoring but you never know what could happen in the playoffs and his 17 point uh, game point streak came to the end so you don't know when he's going to get back on the on the hump again get her done he looks really good still but you, you, your big four guys are going to have to be the guys who win you playoff rounds and that's something that I, I don't have a whole bunch of confidence in come April having the, those guys be it 
be, be the guys for the Leafs. And I don't think that, that those four guys scare anybody uh, throughout the National Hockey League because they haven't done it in the past and they don't look like they're doing it now and they play to, to a certain level. And now that they're only, they're, 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 uh, so I think they're two points up on the wild card spot with a Washington that's really good. Is it getting to a point the Leafs are just a, uh, they're, they're, they're a wild card team and that's it because you look at the Bruins, they're still rolling. You look at the Florida Panthers, they, they didn't take a, a step back at all uh, from their, they don't have a Stanley Cup hangover going to the finals last year. They're, they're rolling and rocking and everything else, but the Detroit Red Wings are playing a little bit above their heads right now, but are they going to slow down? I don't, I, I personally don't think so. And rumor has it they're in on the uh, Patrick Kane sweepstakes that might uh, be revealed this week. Will Kane be the uh, a point per game guy? Very well could be, and he could help out that that Detroit team. He played, he played, uh, he played there uh, with uh, what the heck's his name with uh, DeBrinket in, in Chicago. So it might be a very good fit. And so I, we had somebody on on the show earlier on this year that was talking about him going to uh, to Detroit. And I was like, I don't think so, but you know what? Maybe he will because I, I I'd like to see him. Uh, he he's going to sign with an American team. There's no getting around that. And it, there is rumors about him going to. Um, to Florida, the Florida Panthers as well, and maybe that might be a good good spot for him. But it's there's money involved. I don't I don't think Kane's going to play for for twenty bucks a game and a, and a, and a hot dog. So and you, so you got to think that uh, going to Detroit might be one of those things. But back to the Leafs, I just don't think that they scare anybody come playoff time. I don't think that they have the kind of the kind of grit and determination that 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 kind of hockey team has. Uh, there's a lot of people that are complaining a lot, and it's 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 it is kind of a it is kind of a gaudy, I guess you could say, all the commercials that you have, and that stupid one with whatever betting thing with pronger and dry saddle and marner that's the worst commercial i've seen in a long time that that's that is bloody awful that, that that's even on television but that's another one and then you have the, the matthews commercial they're always on a lot of people are complaining about that that maybe that these guys are uh, are bigger than the game and bigger in the leafs and the the uh the promotions they get and the sponsorship deals they get every team does it every super every market has those guys and every in every sport so i don't think that that's a bit of a distraction at all for uh, Matthews and Marner. I just think that they're in a, in a bit where maybe they need to be split up and maybe Sheldon Keefe has to split these guys up a little bit and say, okay, let's share the wealth. Let's break things up a little bit. Let's break monotony. Have you guys been together for a while? We've been successful. Marner's still got 20, 21 points, whatever it might be. And Matthews is still going to get his 40 goals, but maybe it's time to, to spread the wealth around the, the lineup a little bit because uh, you, you look at a guy like Bertuzzi who's been really good as of late, maybe give him some first line minutes and see what he can do and maybe Get 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 in the puck to uh, to Matthews in some different scoring positions, and because if Marner don't don't have it some nights, and he he's a smaller guy, but the league is a lot smaller. Than it is but having a a different kind of lineup construction might. Uh, wake these guys up a little bit and get Marner going. Like Marner, like I said, he has 20 points. It's not the concern, but it's the the, the the five on the lack of five on five points that uh, that is across Leaf Nation that people are very, very concerned about. And I, I, I'm concerned about that too. They're not getting any scoring from their defense. And so that's a that, that's a major problem. Uh, one thing I would like to see that uh, National Hockey League teams that they don't do, like we talked about Andy Mogan, the tip of the cap once again to Andy Mogan, about goal and goaltenders of the past. And yeah, we've uh, just discussed this at at not Nauseam here at the 1420 in the morning and 1420 uh, Sports Bar podcast, available wherever you, wherever you get your podcast. That uh, I think goalies got to play more. And if you, yeah, you want to get guys on the, these supposed guaranteed win nights. But if you're not putting a lineup out there that's going to be a guaranteed win night, um, are you really guaranteeing that win? The thing I, I bring up. Well, the reason why I bring this up is uh, Ilya Samsonov has hasn't been very good this year at all, and he'll he'll be the first to admit it and everything else that he just hasn't been the guy that he was supposed to be, and he's hard on himself and he's between his own ears. But when you have a game that you're supposed to win. 
as it was supposed to be with Chicago and Chicago lose everybody. If that's a game that you're supposed to win, you should, you should get your best lineup out there because everybody's gunning for the Leafs. They always have and always will be. And you get a, 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 home, a home game like Chicago had in front of an afternoon crowd, big crowd and everything else. Thanksgiving weekend, the crowd's rocking. And it's a game that uh, the, the, the Blackhawks mar- have marked on their calendar as well. So you, you got to think that uh, having uh, Samson off the net instead of wall, um, in, in for that game might have been a big mistake because you want to get that win. You want to have your best lineup possible. You want to have the team comfortable in front in front of uh, in front of you. And it didn't look like they had that on with uh, Samsung. Teams do play differently in front of in front of different goaltenders, and that's just that goes back to uh, Gump Worsley days. It's just you, you play a different style of defense. It might not be uh, it might not be done consciously, but subconsciously, you know, you're going to get a save here, a save there. You can let a guy take a shot from here, take a shot from there. It's not saying it was all Samsonov's fault, but he didn't. He just didn't look solid. So not having not having Samsonov in net. Like, if you can't put him in in certain games, don't put him in at all and make a guy start four or five, six games in a row. And you add this back to back thing. I get it. The the, the conditioning is, you know what? Screw it. You're a National Hockey League player. If you can't play back to back, then you can't play. Like, the, the forwards play back to backs every night. The, uh, the, the, the defensemen play back to back every night. Why a goaltender can't play back to back, like in an afternoon to a night game, even? So there's still an extra few hours of rest in between. Are they not that st- psychologically strong between the years to play back to backs? I don't understand. It. Like you look at the Andy Moogs today, you look at the Grant Fears today, you look at the, the Martin Broders of the day, and, and and on and on it goes. The uh, even Roberto Luongo, who played seventy some games for Florida one year, is when Jamie Noodles McLennan was his backup, where, where Noodles would get into six seven games a year. That's a good gig, by the way. But you, you wonder why when you have these guaranteed win nights, you're not putting your best foot forward, your best lineup forward, and that's on Sheldon Keep, and that's on management, and that's on the, the sports psychologist. I think it's a huge mistake, and you, you never know. Like the way the National Hockey season ended last year with the Pittsburgh Penguins missing out of the playoffs by one point. Will that one point come back to haunt them come April? I think the Leafs will, will make the playoffs. I don't think there's that cause for concern as of yet. But in the next, the games before Christmas, now those are the ones you got to win. You got to win as many games as you can because winning games now it's uh, so it's so much important. And lo- losing those, those those points that they lost this year just to Chicago Blackhawks is that going to keep them out of the playoffs? It just might. Or are you going to get a, a a matchup you didn't think you were going to get in the first round of the playoffs? It's uh, it's it's crazy to think that the uh, it's coming to that point already we're thinking about playoff spots with this Leafs team who's spending an awful lot of money and they have Nylander in a, in a playoff year and everything else that's happening but what do you what what do they do right now to try to get out of this get out of this slump get out of this uh you know win one lose one thing and they're 10 like I said they're 10 six and three but it's a pretty it's a pretty phony 10 six and three as of right now and yeah you, 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 this team doesn't scare anybody this team isn't uh, poised to win a Stanley Cup by any means they're not nearly as good as Boston they're not nearly as good as the Rangers they're not nearly as good as uh, Las Vegas or or, or as the as I said yesterday, the the, uh, the the Los Angeles Kings, and I don't see them getting better. I, I just don't see this team being uh, being able to get any better with the, the the roster that they have, the money they've already spent. Uh, will, will playoff time come about? And the, the the gritty three guys that they, that they got in the offseason, will they be the difference? They they will help. They will one hundred percent help. But at the end of the day, your superstars win you Stanley Cups. They have to. Your superstars, the guy you pay money to, the guys you 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 uh, invest a lot of money in and the guys you give ice time to those, are the guys who get, who have to win your Stanley cup. And I don't think that they have the, the, the goaltender with Stanley cup as of right now. And I know you don't need a superstar goaltender anymore to win you, you a cup, but you need a guy that's going to, that's going to make stop all the hard ones or all the easy ones, a few of the hard ones. And right now walls, not that guy. 
Um, there's a couple shots the other night that let's let the uh, the Carlson goal. Uh, it was, he was screened pretty good, but he just he's a bigger guy and didn't get out there and get it get it get, it, get the angle cut down. I didn't think far enough in the Crosby goal. He uh, he's the guy. He's just on, on, a, on a mission right now. But you you just wonder if, if this uh, what the Leafs can do, what Trilliving Trilliving might have up his sleeve, what the Shanna plan is now because right now this team uh, there's got to be a, at the quarter pole. This team is not a Stanley Cup contender, and I, I think right across Leafs Nation, I don't think anybody is going to dispute that. I don't think anybody's going to say that, uh, that that they are. I don't think that this team scares anybody. And that's the biggest thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. I don't think there's going to be a parade this year. 67, 1967 is going to uh, roll into what? Uh, that's uh, 56 years. I think you're going to roll into 57 into 58 years. And be uh, is it another wasted year of these guys? And that's a that's a big thing, and we're, I was watching like the NFL uh, last night, and then this morning, uh, watching some things, getting ready to do this show. Uh, like the Buffalo Bills have wasted basically another year of Josh Allen's career. And when does it become a point where you go, you know what, this just isn't working, and we have to go a different direction? We have to start thinking about the future a little bit, and not uh, not so much of one or two years down the road. I'm not saying trade trade Marner or trade Matthews, but eventually these guys are going to get long in the tooth, and they hit a they hit a ceiling and a plateau of their point production, and and then what? Like, because now you got to start, start thinking, okay, two or three down the road, two or three years down the road when these guys are 30, 32 years old. And that's all the National Hockey League right now, right? So it's one of those things you got to, the, the, these teams got to regroup and rebuild and retool year in, year out. And when you get, give this much money that, as they did to Matthews and Marner, and then now they're going to retool with Nylander, and then Tavares is off the books next year. Uh, he'll probably stick around for a, a big discount. But yet you just don't know how long this this group can stay together and how long, how much confidence the uh, management has in this group to get it done because eventually you do have to start looking to the future and the future it's pretty bleak this year i think for for the toronto maple Leafs. are they a bad team no are they a good are they a great team no they're a good team they're an, an adequate average hockey team that isn't going anywhere that is i i like i wouldn't put down 10 bucks to see these uh to, to say that this team's going to win four rounds and win themselves a stanley cup this year at the moment does for living have something up his, his sleeve? He very well might have something going on. They can go out and get those guys from uh, the ten of out of Calgary and, and maybe get those deals done. But who are you trading and what are you giving up and everything else? So it's there. There are trade pieces out there, but I think that the Leafs, in their best interest, better pull the trigger sooner rather than later before those trade those trade pieces are off the board and uh, and and not worth as much, right? Because it's just it, it, you get to a point where everybody wants these guys, and then the, the price goes up. So my my advice is to, to for living is go out and get a deal done now. Go out and get something taken care of now, because that's how you uh, that's how you win Stanley Cups and build your team now. Get get something done, some team building before Christmas. Don't wait till the deadline and hope that player A fits in uh, on 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 March 10th. Get it done now. So have a few months to, to gel and meld and everything else, and get get it going. Because it it, it very rarely works. Is that that play, that acquisition? At the trade deadline, does it ever? Does it very, very rarely works and brings the Stanley Cup home to anywhere, as we saw a few years ago with Felino. But anyways, there's my talk for Leafs. I'm, I'm, geez, I'm glad they they weren't on, they weren't on TV for a, a few days, so I didn't have to watch. Like I was uh, kind of forgot they even played hockey the way the way they. Uh, so it was kind of good for my psyche. Got to focus on, on a few other things, but there it is. There's my Leaf rant for. Uh, we'll go for it. We'll go two weeks. We'll talking about Leafs, and we will be back at 7:30 uh, Mountain Standard Time. Check your local listings uh, every day starting tomorrow promise you monday through friday at 7 30 a.m we'll get this thing going and get it live up on youtube uh, every day every day make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel as uh, most of you have and there's lots of people watch this uh watch us every day 
you, all you got to do is hit subscribe and you get to the, the alerts that come up and the shorts and the things and the stuff. And it's all on there on uh, 1420 uh, uh, at the 1420sportsbar.com. If you go to our website, it just clicks to everything and then there you go. Anyways, here's a word from our sponsors over there at, uh, well, you know who it is, SeatGeek. Give Santa and his elves a break in the grind this Christmas season and ask for tickets from SeatGeek. SeatGeek has tickets for shows, concerts, and sporting events for around the globe. And by using promo code 1420POD, you'll save $20 on tickets. Tickets make for great stocking stuffers and gifts. So get go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app for all of your ticket needs this holiday season. And use promo code 1420POD today for your Christmas ticket. There it is. I laugh at that every day. Like how many times a, a, a week I save fourteen twenty one four two zero pod at SeatGeek, and I I wonder the people who regularly listen to our show if that's uh, ingrained in your head as well, because I know it's ingrained in my head. So thank you very much everybody who listens to the show and and has used the uh, promo code because uh, without without old SeatGeek we probably wouldn't be able to keep this thing going as as we are and growing as we have been. So thank you very much to SeatGeek on this uh, Monday morning. Uh, we got a new, a new segment coming up, right? So don't go away after birthdays and on this day. Make sure you listen right to the the bitter end today. Anyways, um, on this day in 1997, Detroit Lions running back Barry Sanders ran for 167 yards and three touchdowns in the Lions, 55 to 20 drubbing of the Chicago Bears in front of 77,904 people at the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. Sanders' 167 yards helped him top the 1,500-yard mark for the fifth time in his career and the 100-yard mark in a game for the 11th consecutive time. Lions quarterback Scott Mitchell was 20 for 31 for 282 yards and threw for two touchdowns in the victory. Uh, the win moved their record to seven and six in the season and dropped the lowly Bears to two and eleven. Mark Sanders would finish the season with a league hot league and career high two thousand fifty three yards and was and won his only NFL MVP. The Lions would finish the nineteen ninety seven season with a nine and seven record, good for third in the NFL. Uh, in NFL Central and would lose the wildcard game 20 to 10 to Tampa. Sanders would uh, retire at the end of the 1998 season with 99 career touchdowns and 15,269 yards on this day in 1997, the Lions. And then they uh, kind of blew a stinker this year on on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Really kind of put a screw to my uh, football pool, but I haven't checked out how I fared yesterday and where, where I stand now. But that uh, the Lions are definitely a, uh, an F that team right now in, in my uh, in, in my books. And we'll, like I said, and, and Dave will be back tonight. We'll uh, record our, our usual week, uh, week, weekly uh, look back on the week that was in the National Football League. That's what I'm going to talk about as well. And anyways, uh, here we go. Happy 45th birthday to Jimmy Rollins, born on this day in 1978 in Oakland, California. Rollins was drafted in the second round of the MLB draft by the Philadelphia Phillies in 1996 out of Encinniac High School in, in Alameda, California. Rollins made his major league debut on September 17, 2000, when the Phillies hosted the Florida Marlins in front of 15,496 people at Veterans Stadium. Rollins went two for four with a stolen base and a triple off of Marlins starter uh, Chuck Smith. Yeah, Chuck Smith to lead off the third inning. Rollins uh, spent 15 seasons in the Phil- in Philadelphia with the Phillies and was a three-time all-star and was also national MVP in 2007 in a season where he played in 162 games and the uh, career NL high number of triples with 20. Rollins spent the 2015 season in LA with the Dodgers and played in 41 games with the uh, Chicago White Sox in 2016 before retiring in his career. Rollins hit 260 or, or hit 264, stole 470 bases, hit 231 home runs and had 936 RBIs. 
2000, he was a part of that 2008 World Series team uh, with the Phillies. And then 2009, he was part of that team that lost the New York Yankees, the last time the Yankees won a World Series. So uh, Jimmy Rollins, he was, really, he was a really good player. It's crazy to think he won the one MVP. And that year, he wasn't even an all-star in the, in the National League because all the great shortstops and everything else back then. Uh, yeah, he wasn't an all-star the one year he won the MVP. So it's kind of like, does the all-star game mean a whole bunch? No, I guess when you make it, yeah. Like, if you're in the starting lineup, I guess it means a lot. But the fans vote on it. It's kind of wishy-washy. I, I watch it. I mean, I like it. But it's uh, it's a bit wishy-washy. I mean, you make the All-Star game. I'm sure there's a bonus in there for you and everything else. But uh, it's just funny. Anyways, gonna, I got a new segment that I thought about a few days ago when I didn't know how to, to go. I got some graphics coming for uh, the next couple of days, what, how we're going to get those up there. But it's something called Final Thoughts, FT1420, Final Thoughts. There we go. Uh, final Thoughts, just a, a quick little soliloquy, I guess, of uh, some thoughts. And uh, here we go for Final Thoughts on the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, or 1420 in the morning, sorry. Um, the other day I was asked about uh, if I was going to touch on the Milan Lucci situation that happened out there in Boston between him and his wife. Uh, and they said, are you going to touch on, on that? And I said, you know, that's a pretty, it's a pretty touchy subject. I'll probably stick away from that. When I actually wanted to say, why would I? Um, Milan Lucic is somebody that I don't know. His wife is someone that I don't know. It's somebody I will probably never lay, lay eyes on in my life. Somebody I will never have a conversation with in my life. What happened between Milan Lucic and his wife is between Milan Lucic, his wife, and the great state of uh, Massachusetts now. It's none of my business. Or not, and it's, it's one of those things that I don't think that we need to concern ourselves about as society. I don't understand why there's an infatuation uh, on a day-to-day basis with, with other celebrities or athletes and their personal lives. It's, uh, it's none of our business what goes on. The only time we should really... Um, care about what goes on in these people's lives and when they're they're wearing your uh the their 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 jerseys per se or their their team uniform or whatever it might be and they're outperforming their athletic endeavors on on the field or on the ice or whatever or on the court i don't think that we should be concerning ourselves with what happens outside of the uh of the lines of a uh a sporting stadium i i don't understand why we have feel the need to uh, care about people who don't that will never meet that will never know i understand once the uh, court of the, the court decides what uh, what 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 goes on with said athlete, whether it be uh, Milan Lucic or Deshaun Watson or whatever it might be after the fact, what whatever goes on and all, all the truth comes out, then you can have an opinion on what goes on. Until it comes out, until it becomes a, a public knowledge, we should not be making any statements or anything else or any um, speculation about what goes on in an athlete's life in their in their in their private life. A few years back, it's a lot of years back now. Um, Charles Barkley said it best. He goes, "I'm not a role model." I'm not a role model. The role model should be the parents. The role model should be the school school teachers. Role model should be principals or the guy down the street. I, I had a great role model when I was growing up on 552 22nd Street in Fort McLeod, Alberta. A guy by the by the name who's a client of Deanne's now, and he's still a great guy to this day. He was a great role model growing up. But a guy by the name of Todd Coughlin, and he was uh, he always had a smile on his face, was always more than willing to, to let the snot-nosed kid down the road uh, join the game of volleyball or basketball in, in his driveway. And he was a great guy and a great, a great person to, to look up to and everything else. Sports was a lot different back then. I understand that, that we didn't have the constant media attention. We had to wait till four o'clock for the newspaper to come out. We had to, there was no such thing as sports center. And so it wasn't pounded down our heads all the time. And I think that was a better, a better time in our lives and a better time to be a sports fan where we, 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 we weren't inundated with everything that's going on in the world of sports and, we, and getting into these people's personal lives. I'm fairly certain if we knew what was going on in the, in, inside these, uh, the, the people's personal lives on a, on a daily basis, we would not be impressed with 
with what goes on. They they have a they they have lives just like we do. They have uh, stuff going on just like we do, and they have uh, a lot of money. And there's some things that happen in the world of sports, and it's been it's got brought to the forefront a lot more in recent years uh, with the the rape allegations and the the sexual assault allegations and the beating of wives and everything else. I, I understand it shouldn't be hidden and it shouldn't it shouldn't take a, a back burner. But we have those situations just right beside us in our own neighborhoods, in our own communities, in our own towns, in our own cities that we should probably pay attention to more than a person by the name of Milan Lucic. There are people who are in your neighborhood right across the street who are having problems in their lives, whether it be monetarily, whether it be abuse situations, whether it be violent situations, whether it be whatever it might be. There is things happening in your world right next door that you should probably pay more attention to or within your family that you don't even know what's going on because you're so enthralled in what's going on in the world of sports. I'm not saying don't li- don't listen to podcasts. I'm not saying don't watch things. I'm not saying don't be aware and say this is what it is. I'm saying we need to be much more aware of what goes on in the world of of, uh, of, of Brent Redlinski and of whoever's listening to this show. You, I have neighbors. I don't know what their names are, and that that's on me, and that's something that I have to take care of in my life. I have neighbors across the street that I've met on a number of occasions. I can't remember their names because I'm so enthralled in the world of sports. I guess it is my job, but you know what? In the big picture, those guys, like the, the athletes don't matter because you know what? They don't care about us, and anybody who thinks that they do, they're sadly mistaken. Yes, they, they go out there, and yes, the, the athletes entertain, and yes, they, they do a, they do provide us a service for entertainment, and they're, they're pay, they are paid a healthy amount of money and a healthy uh, sum of money and money that most of us will never ever see in our lives that we will never understand. So why we are trying to understand what's going on in their personal lives, I have no idea why, and I have no idea what the infatuation is of people like the Kardashians and everything else. Yes, uh, looking behind the closed doors and looking what the rich and famous does. Uh, you go back to the lifestyle of rich and famous with, with Rod, Robin Leach. It's one of those things that you uh, people get enthralled by and understand it. But you know what? Next time you you feel the need to look up what Milan Lucic did, or more more recently, what's uh, going on in Corey Perry's situation in uh, in Chicago, why he's not playing, maybe go ask your neighbor how they're doing. Or instead of avoiding your neighbor uh, the, and not talking to them, or someone has their head down a little bit and isn't having the best of days, and we can all feel it, and we all see it when it happens. If you're at the grocery store, instead of avoiding a person, go and say, "Hey, how's it going? How how are things?" We we don't do that enough, and we don't. Uh, we don't even pretend to even do that enough. We're so concerned about what people who don't know us, who will never know us, who don't care about us, we're more concerned about them, and that's the problem we have with society. Like I said, Charles Barkley said it best, that the uh, he's not a role model because we didn't want to know. And we, we heard about it before, and the Tiger Woods situation came up. Everybody was shocked that what was going on. Why anybody was shocked? The guy was given millions and millions of dollars as a kid, and that's, what that, and that's who he was. And look, when someone tells you who they are, believe them because that's who they are. Go, go out and meet a neighbor. Go out and talk to somebody who actually wants to talk back to you. You know, listen to 1420 podcasts. I'm not saying do that. But enough with the infatuation about what's going on in their personal lives because you know what? We will never know. We'll never know what happened. And in the big picture, it's none of our business. Look out for your neighbors. Look out for your friends. Look out for each other. But more importantly, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great day, folks. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.